danger here. Save! The goalkeeper's luck was in. Got to that well. Keeping hold of the ball here. Still got the ball. All right, what's going on, everyone? This is Canon Column. Date is May 15th. I'm kind of losing track of the episodes now. We're kind of getting on a little roll over here. Um, always uh, welcomed by the great gooner, Kyle Jenkins. What's going on? Chilling. Uh, it's a beautiful Sunday night. Um, looking forward to the game tomorrow, and we'll hit on a number of different things. But uh, overall, the mood is is one of hope and... Um, yeah, let's let's dive into it. Yeah, I'd say hope is the perfect word and is the word uh, we all need to abide by for the next week or at least just for the next 24 hours. Get by it, um, Newcastle. But uh, so obviously it was a North London derby uh, about you know four days ago. And um, man, that we were all too prepared for it. But it's funny, we were all very, very, very nervous for it. And of course, it ended up being even worse than what we imagined and always does with Arsenal if you're you're a fan or you watch EPL, you know that it's like it can never end we can't just like lose normal games it has to like shit has to hit the fan which i find pretty hilarious um so how about we do this i'll 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 give you a take of, of my take of, of the game and then i would love to hear yours and then from there i really want to focus on uh arteta and kind of the a lot of heat he got from the press uh after the game which i kind of found unjust but I'll leave it at that word and we'll dive into it in a little bit. Um, so the game, as everyone knows, you know, I'll just do a quick timeline of it. First 10, 15 minutes, it was all us. Uh, I mean, when I say it was all us, not just possession, chance creation, energy, um, crispness with the passing, uh, quality on the ball, uh, quality in the pressing. Uh, I remember we were texting back and forth during those first 15 minutes. Tottenham couldn't get out of their own half. And I remember I told you, I think one of the ugliest uh, um, uh, buildups I've ever seen. <laughs> it was just atrocious. Nothing was happening for them. And um, then we hit the penalty. Um, I'm going to just keep it simple here. I'm not going to try to go too long on this part. It just doesn't get called. I, I, don't, I don't give a shit <laughs> if it's an actual foul or not. The fact of the matter is that is not called in games. It's just not. It's it's like the it's like carrying in in basketball or traveling. It's just not called. So like I'm not gonna sit here and argue about rules and what you can do and can't do. It happens more than five times in a game. Uh, it happened on the um, uh, the FA Cup final game, which ironically Paul Tierney was the VAR uh, ref who didn't call shit um, in that. So uh, it just wasn't a call it, I've seen. So it was a complete bullshit penalty, and. Uh, from there, I'd say it was on us how we collapsed mentally. And I was I was kind of surprised, to be honest with you, man, because I thought that should I, that would piss me off because it was unjust and because of how well we were doing in the beginning of the game. I just I did not understand how why that mentally collapsed us. And um, sticking with the theme of, you know, what was Arsenal's responsibility and, and the fuck ups that we had. Man, I, I don't know if this was specific direction. It clearly was for holding to stick on Sun on it. Obviously, it was not the right call. I mean, I'm not. I, we'll get into the cards in a bit, but it just wasn't the right tactic because Sun was just beating him off that and, and holding had to hold on to him or he was just going to get beat. 
So it just wasn't the right call. That's that's on Arteta. It's on holding. It's a combination. I think once before the game, I blame Arteta. Once you're on the field, you know you had three fouls. You're getting beat on every one of them. I'd say you kind of back you back off, you know. And as a player, you have to have that awareness and just be like, All right, this isn't working. So I got to just try something else, which he didn't do. And um, I think, yeah. So so that's where I find our responsibility in terms of the mental collapse that we had after the penalty which just shouldn't have happened and then also the tactic with Rob holding um in, in terms of sticking with Son besides that I would say Saka was quiet he's had a few quiet games here and there it's like Martinelli we give it out to him and he's fucking creative with it he gets three defenders on him but doesn't lose the ball Saka it's like man it's like 50 50 sometimes it's like He's going getting away with it. Other times, it's like two, three people getting on him, and all I'm hoping is like, oh fuck, just don't lose the ball, and he just kind of loses the ball a fair amount of times. But before I get into the the Rob holding takes, I would love to uh, hear uh, your perspective uh, on the game and at least leading up to those to those cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I agree with you on the on the penalty decision, and and you brought up what what I've talked about with. Um, you know, other friends who support other teams that watch the FA Cup. And my friend's a Chelsea fan. I sent him uh, the play in the FA Cup, and he's like, just make it make sense, man. Like, like the Arsenal penalty is given, the Chelsea one's not given. Like, what is what is an actual penalty? Is does it is it literally just the color of your jersey? Like, is that really is that really all it is? So I thought it was I thought it was an incredibly soft call. I mean, I was I was watching at a at a Gunner bar down here in um, in San Diego, and we all thought it was a handball. I even thought it was a handball, and then and then they show the replay and they're calling a push, and I was just like, "Come on, you can't make that call in a derby." So you know that happens, and then and then uh, the the holding the holding first yellow. That's something that I was a little confused by because uh i remember back to the united game when mctominay had six fouls and never got a yellow card Mm -hmm. so is it six fouls is it three does it again does it matter what your jersey is there's no there's no like baseline for these decisions and unfortunately some of these decisions are going to affect the top four race when they really really shouldn't so that was kind of frustrating. Um, the overall performance, I honestly didn't think it was as bad as the media um, portrayed it, especially you know when they had a penalty and we were down to ten men. Um, I think you can, I think you can say that the second half was a little bit of them switching off, but they also should have probably scored six goals in that game. If we're being completely honest, I thought we played pretty well in the second half. We created a couple chances. Um, we did. We defended them pretty well. Um, and I, I think the team uh, in that locker room would would be pretty upset, but then also be pretty proud of the performance in the second half. Like, hey, we're down to ten men. You're probably going to get beat, um, but let's go out there. Let's play our hearts out. Let's not get blown out. Let's let's make it respectable. And I think they did that. And I think, um, you know, they can have a lot of confidence going into Monday. And, um, you know, on the tactic, 
side of things, it just didn't work. And, and, you know, sometimes that happens given our, our injury situation on the back line. It just, it, it didn't work. Um, you know, when I was watching the game and holding got that first yellow card, I told everyone, I told everyone that I was standing around, I was like, he's getting a red. I just, I knew it was going to happen. Just, you know, the way that the, the events played out, I just, I, I knew it. I, we've seen it numerous times with, with Shaka, with, with Gabrielle, like our, when our defenders get pressured and, and, and they get a yellow and, and a yellow is really a target on the back of a center back, our young defenders and Holding's not young, but our young defenders specifically don't know how to manage the game yet. They haven't been put in that situation enough to be able to, to manage that scenario. So it's part of the learning process. Um, I think, I think we'll get better at it. Um, but overall I, I wasn't too discouraged by, by the game. You know, it's just, it's one of those days where everything goes wrong. Yeah, no, it really was one of those days and you bring up a good point. You know, it's definitely not discouraging. I'm really just hoping the players see it the same way and they kind of just move past it and, you know, maybe because there was a red card, maybe because there was a BS penalty, you can see past it. It shouldn't affect your confidence too much. Or at least I hope it's not. Uh, but the pressure is also mounting. And, you know, listen, we're the youngest team in the league. So it's got, it, that's, it's got to show somehow, some way. And I'm hoping it doesn't. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that they're able to push past the pressure. Um, but ultimately, you know, if, if we're not able to beat Newcastle and Everton, we don't maybe we're not ready yet for the CL, and that's fine. Um, and that's I completely totally fine agree with that case. take. I cre- I completely agree with that take. Those are two teams that, if you want to be in the Champions League, you have to be beating. They are mid-table to to relegation zone. We have to be beating them. Point mm-hmm. blank. End of story. Yep. Yeah. No. Straight up. Um, I want to focus a little bit. Uh, you brought it up uh, about the media's take on it, and I was. I was absolutely shocked of of just how one-sided the media is towards Tottenham. And like, I just don't fucking understand it. I, I don't get where the love is like just so biased on it. And I follow a few of the guys, the English guys, like even like John Cross, who was like kind of reminds me of like a Skip Bayless before even a smaller newspaper because um, he writes for the Mirror over there. But like his verdict on the game was like that Spurs literally embarrassed us that they're running circles around us. And then Henry winter and a couple other people were just like dominant performance by the Spurs. I'm like, I really don't know. And today's game, they had a penalty They barely beat Burnley. And I just, they didn't impress me, man. There's not one side of it that impressed me. The, the people that impress me are the only two players they have. There's nothing else about them that I was like, I would feel confident even if I was them. You know, I would think I got away with it, that we got a soft penalty and then we got the man advantage. And that's just, I mean, at that point, it's just too much to handle, especially all of that happening within 30 minutes. So I just, I, I don't know why. I mean, I understand Kane is the English hero and maybe it's, that's enough for these people to be obsessed with the Spurs. But it's like, it's just so funny because, you know, with their lack of trophies, with a lack of any fucking results that they've, the real results that they've ever garnished in the last 50 years, 
people are rooting for them so hard to do something. Yet for us, the people love it when we just get fucked up. People love it. They, they don't want us to make the Champions League. It just genuinely seems like it. Um, luckily, we have a few former players in the media circle, so they're able to kind of back us up. But yeah, and it just that really just follows uh, the referees too. You know, you mentioned it a few times that is it the color of the jerseys. I hate saying that, but it's just like, what else are we supposed to say now? You know, there's that video we had. I don't know who we were playing earlier in the year. There's a ref going up to Shaka pointing at like different fouls he did and he had only committed that was his first foul of the game it's like dude where where are you getting that man like wh- like seriously what is going on you just are you blind right i just so many instances like that and i know it's gotten so much because you and i are now forgetting it because there's so many instances the only ones that are ingrained in my head are the red cards that we got the straight red cards after the var reviews and how many times I see in other games similar things happen and they don't get a red. The one that stands out to me, two of them, are uh, I think the David Luiz knee on the calf. And <laughs> that one's classic. And then the Eddie and Ketia, like he just was trying to control a ball. He's looking at a ball. They gave a red. That happens. I think I've seen it like every week. So that 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 one is ingrained in my head. But yeah, it's like um, seems like something with our jersey is just creates this effect that like if there's one team that's just going to implode why is it always us and is it always us or is it like oh you got a red card and a pk against you within 30 minutes and it's like i just don't see that happen again with too many other teams yeah i mean it's it's part of the process of maturity right i mean you touched on we have the youngest team with the youngest manager we haven't seen a lot of these things happen and and we got to learn and grow from it and I, i think we will um and you know i actually really liked um arteta's presser after the game um you could just tell that he was seething on the bench during the game like he just looked so pissed there was nothing he could do i don't think we had a single 50 50 decision go our way and as a manager you gotta just be sitting there like are you kidding me like this is obviously not our day and so he goes into the presser and they ask him point blank like you know, what was your take on the ref? And he said something to the effect of, and I'm going to butcher it completely, but he was like, if I say my honest thoughts about the ref, I'll be suspended for the next six months. I love that. Like if, if that was my coach and I, I heard him saying that, I'd be like, he has our back 100%. You know, he feels exactly the same way that we do. And let's let's go to battle for him. And I think the I think you've seen with the with the clearing out of the squad, we have players that are there to rally around the manager. They're clearly listening to him. You can see the progress. Things are moving in the right direction. So, um, I think I think the progress is there. I think the process that everyone keeps talking about is 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 you know there to see. Um, and I think a lot of the you know anti Arsenal agenda in the media is driven by. Um, you know, some of the pundits are old United players from that invincible era where, you know, there was a lot of bad blood on that field. Gary Neville is, you know, the, the, the perfect example. Um, apparently his, I, we don't watch on Sky Sports over here, but apparently his commentary during the game was just out of control over the top for Spurs. 
And I mean, you know, he, he kind of made a fool of himself at the start of the year uh, when he said he didn't understand a single signing that we had in the summer transfer window. Uh, I think we had one of the best summer transfer windows. You can obviously see that. Um, so he's, he's kind of just a fool now. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really understand it. Um, you know, hopefully it's something that we overcome. Um, and, and, you know, as we grow, um, there's, there's that fear, right? I think there's a lot of fear, um, in, in the media, you know, people can see, um, a team blossoming, blossoming, an idea blossoming. Um, and that brings about a state of fear. Um, and I think you're kind of seeing some of that seep through in the media coverage. Um, so it's, it's again, you know, we've touched on this. It's a good time to be a fan. It's a good time to be a supporter of the, of the club. Um, and, and I think, um, I think some better days are ahead, which is really, really awesome. Yeah, no, we have our eyes definitely set on that progress and it's, it's good to see. Um, all right. So jumping into Monday, um, uh, you know, I wanted to touch up a little bit about our injuries. Um, I, you know, I, I really don't like complaining about injuries. Uh, everyone goes through them. And uh, it's really not an excuse. Um, it is just extremely annoying that we arguably lose our top two important players uh, in the lineup um, about three weeks before the season ends. And, uh, you know, imagine, you know, Tiago and Robo were out right now for Liverpool, out for the rest of the season after just one game, both of them in the same game virtually. Um, so I like, I understand people saying, well, everyone goes through injuries, but I mean, right now, take a look around. It just seems like we've got the injury bug. Like literally no one else is injured, right? Even for city and live like they have without obviously solid just went off this, this past weekend, but he should be fine. Most likely. Um, anyhow, that it's just really annoying to me. And now Gabriel's out. So jumping into, um, this Monday game, uh, you know, I, I'll be honest, man, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous as hell um on two fronts one on the injury side you know center back partnerships is is one of the most you know important ones and you notice right away when the two center backs are not cohesive and it really just messes up everything not just the defense messes up the build-up messes up the flow of the game messes up how you can just get the ball forward so it can potentially be very detrimental if that center back combo is anything but White and Tamiyasu is what I'm thinking right now. Um, Tamiyasu is a natural center back. He can play it, so I'm confident with him there. He's a fucking professional. I have no, actually, I feel really good about him. Not to say he's not vulnerable to mistakes, knock on wood. He can definitely fuck up. But um, if White is healthy, that's the ideal combo that I would imagine goes on there. The problem is if White is not healthy. If White is not healthy, then we're in fucking trouble, man. Because then if it's, Tommy also on the right and maybe Shaka as a left center back. If not, then it's um, Tommy also on the left center back. And then it's El Nenny on the right center back side. Like it's going to get ugly. It's one of those two. I mean, there's just no other way. And then they'll probably put Odegaard into a CM role next to Shaka or El Nenny, whichever one stays up there. And then we'll see probably Smith Rowe integrated back in the lineup um, to be up in the front. Um yeah, so it's just, uh, and then probably Tavares has to play. We just need a left, left-footed player there. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. It's just Newcastle is, is fully healthy now. Wilson's probably going to start. He just started on the bench last game, so of course he's going to be starting. They're not playing for anything. 
I really, really hope they're just ever so slightly turned off, which does happen, but it's just the PL. They still play hard, man, every every game. So, and then and right before I uh, end this part, um, the last part that really gets me worried is the mentality. And I'm, it's, I'm thinking after the Tottenham game, if you're pissed, we'll be fine. If you're depressed, then we're in trouble. I'm really, really hoping it's the former. Uh, and not the latter. So yeah, man. Let's see. What do you? What do you? What are your thoughts going into tomorrow? I think tomorrow it's going to be Ben White and Tommy as center backs. I've seen some rumors that Gabrielle will have a late fitness test. Um, he has traveled with the team, which is good. Um, so he might be fit. But if it's Tommy and White back there, I think that'll work just fine. Uh, they play close to each other when we're fully fit. They're used to that partnership together. I think you know. I think that'll work just fine. What gives me a little angst? You touched on it. Is is having Nuno back in the team? He's the ultimate wild card, right? You don't know if you're going to get a goal, an assist. Uh, he's going to give up a goal. We have really no idea. Um, as far as mentality goes. I really think the team will be, you know, fired up and, and ready to go. I think uh, Mikel had a really great presser today. They asked him a question along the lines of, you know, would fifth be acceptable? And he said, no, we want to be in the Champions League. We're going to go into these last two games and try to win the last two games and get Champions League. If your manager is thinking like that, he has to send that message down to the players. The players need to get up for this game. Newcastle, you know, they've done really, really well after Christmas. I think I saw a table from LaGrove, you know, their their top six after Christmas. So they're they're a good squad. You know, what they're doing over there is working. It's the last game uh, at home for them. Uh, they should be up for it. But this is a team we should be beating. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. This is a team we should be beating if we want top four. The players will be up for it. Let's go. We have this game. We can win this game. I, I actually am confident going into tomorrow. Also nervous, of course. You know, pressure is on us. But this is a very, very winnable game. Yeah, I think so too. And to me, this is the one because I think with Everton, I'll be much more calm. You know, I, especially if I, I believe they're almost like um, out of the relegation zone. Like where they have they to win have, during the week. They have to win during the week. That's what it is, huh? Okay, so if they win during the week, then they really won't have anything to play for. Obviously, none of that will matter unless if we lose tomorrow, or we don't get all three points. So. Um, yeah, tomorrow it's like tomorrow's like the, the it feels like the championship again. Uh, it's a cup final. We have to, yeah, it's a cup final, man. <sighs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, I can understand why Arteta doesn't want the fifth either, and it's not acceptable because it's really, really has to do with the transfer window too. Not, not, not just more money, but the players wanting to come. It's on both ends, you know. It's I think twenty, thirty million in, in TV money. And then, you know, you could use that for the transfer funds. And then on top of it, the players actually want to come. I think if we get that spot, man, it can be a fucking crazy summer. I, I yeah. think it can lift off. Like, there are some players on the fence, I already know it, that want to play Champions League. And uh, if we're able to offer it to them 
And given the project we have, given how young we are, it, it just becomes a hundred times more attractive of a club to come to. But um, yeah, man. Okay. Looks like we're set. Um, we'll try to do another one of these. Let's try to do one midweek. Um, you know, we'll try to give our thoughts on Monday's game, uh, win or lose or draw. We'll be here. Uh, we'll give our take on it. But uh, any last words, my man? No, I, I think we covered everything. Hopeful going into tomorrow, confident going into tomorrow. It's gonna be it's gonna be a roller coaster like the last couple games, but I really truly think we got this. So um, you know, up the guns. Let's go. It's like they always say, it's for Arsenal fans, it's the hope that kills us. But we're gonna we're gonna keep with that hope. Uh I, I'm hopeful too. We're right there near the finish line. Uh so let's hope we get it.